Okay. With energy this time. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to No Thanks for That's all, folks. <laughs> We're booked. I'm Molly. And I'm Katie. And this is a podcast where we look at life through a bookish lens. We are going to be a little loopy tonight, I think. I can feel it. I can feel it coming on. Like, there's a loopiness that's happening. It's like the delusional, I don't know, I I spent uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? I don't even remember. All the days blur together with uh, my niece, and she she stayed up later than Uh usual, and just watching her, like, kind of get delusional and oh yeah (laughs) she like had her her bottle of milk and just threw it back and I was like girl is tired but she wants to party and that's how (laughs) I feel right now I'm like I'm ready I'm here for this episode I'm like so excited to record this episode but I might be a little loopy yeah well you know when your body's really tired it tricks you into thinking that you just have all the energy but really no I'm tired, too. I feel like I'm dragging my feet, but I'm also excited about the episode. Can you hear it in my voice, how tired and excited (laughs) I am? We're sending so many mixed signals (laughs) to the world, but I really am excited about this. Anyway, 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 are you reading anything new? What are you reading Um, since the last time I talked to you? Well, I'm pretty much reading the same things because I have only finished one book this month, Molly. One! That makes me feel better. That makes me feel so much better. Were you How feeling were I... you feeling regret over your reading life this month? Well, I've just I feel like this whole year has not been my best reading year in terms of numbers. But I did finally come to terms with the fact that my pacing this year is slow and that's okay. Yeah. And I'm happy with the books that I have read. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've had kind of a roller coaster in terms of number. Like I started off real slow and then when I did middle grade March where I read all middle grade books books. in March I read so many books and then last month it was like it rolled over and I read a ton of books Mm -hmm. last month and then this month I've hardly read anything it's just the ebb and flow yeah it is the ebb and flow we all go through it yeah and you know I've I mean the good there's been so many good things like this podcast has been wonderful yeah and I feel like that's been taking up a lot of my you know extra free time yeah that's something that I might have spent reading but that's not a bad thing yeah it's a good thing yeah so. I think I think that's why I haven't I haven't really been posting on my YouTube channel that much oh same any free time I have I want to I want to read well that's not entirely true sometimes I just want to veg out and watch Netflix mm-hmm. but that speaks to my exhaustion level too because oh, yeah. I don't really read when I'm super tired but yeah, I I feel like I want to read. It's going to happen. I It just might be a little bit slower. Yeah, than normal, yeah. And, you know, I'm so. reading every day. I'm just not reading a lot every yeah. day. I am, Katie, I am reading more this week. Like, I, I'll read, even if it's just five pages, I try to read something yeah. every day, yeah. which is good. But I'm still not very far. I'm, I'm reading the same books yeah. as last week. I did, actually, I did pick up Tom Hanks' book, Uncommon Type. <gasps> Oh, cool. Yeah, do I you like picked it? it up. Yes, I do. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't really say yet because I haven't even finished yeah. one short story. I mean, yeah. we're talking, I've read 20 pages. 
But you have high hopes. But I have high hopes. I can hear the thing is I can hear I love Tom Hanks so much. Ugh, I've loved him since I was a kid. Like oh, did you hear that I trill? Just heard peaches. That was my cat. That was the cutest sound. <laughs> Peaches like wants a to be a regular. She does. On the episode. She wants to be part of this podcast. So I, I've loved Tom Hanks since like big, like since the 80s. I was a little kid, I think, the first time I saw a Tom Hanks movie. And so um, Forrest Gump was my favorite movie when I was a kid. <laughs> favorite movie. Yes. Which is funny yes. because it really is sort of supposed to be an ode to the baby boomer generation. Like the whole movie mm-hmm. is an ode to baby boomers. But you're kind of an old soul. I am an old soul. I am. But I'm not in a baby like, boomer. And I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> I really do. Because I feel like I'm an old soul in a lot of ways, too. Yes. Well, that's why we're kindred spirits, Molly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I can hear his voice in the book. And I am really, in, I'm enjoying it oh, so far. Oh, that's fun. Wait, so it's not audiobook. It's not narrated by him. Uh, the audiobook is narrated by him. But you don't but have, I don't the, have audiobook. the audiobook. Okay. I would okay. love it. I actually think the audiobook would be a great way to read the book. Yeah. But I don't have it. Um, I'm loving Echo, by the way. <gasps> I'm about four hours in. I mean, it's a pretty short audiobook, though. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing about audiobooks. <clears throat> I never know how far I really am mm-hmm. in the story, but I just got to a part where, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but the two brothers in in America. Yeah. And in the foster care yep. system. Yep. That's kind of like just where I I am yes. introducing their characters. Yes. So I really think you're going to It kind it. of, it's giving me um, all the light we cannot see vibes in that way that like definitely weave together. Yep, definitely. Um, it actually has a very similar feel, although I have to say I have a little bit of an unpopular opinion about all the light we cannot see. I didn't like oh, the end. Really? Oh, I didn't like the ending. I was really disappointed yeah. in the end. I can see that. I love that. That's a popular opinion. No. Or maybe. Well, I don't know. I just had her, before I started reading All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr, for those who haven't read or heard of it, it's a World War II historical fiction book. I, before I started reading it, I'd heard from so many people that it was like their favorite book ever. Mm -hmm. They'd never read a better book. They loved it. It was the best book in the world. So I went in with really 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 high expectations because yeah. I like World War II historical fiction novels so I was like oh this is my jam I'm gonna love this and then I did but I was let down in the end yeah yeah um I that that doesn't surprise me though because I think if I would have physically read that book I probably would have felt the same way but I listened to it on the audio uh, on the audio on audible on, on the audio um <laughs> the loopiness begins <laughs> Um, but I really liked the audiobook and I really like Echo too because there's music mm-hmm. interspersed. There's harmonica playing and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. You yeah. whenever you are ready to reread that one, you should listen to it. Yeah, and I actually have it on audiobook. Let's do the Patreon question. Right. So every episode, we're going to be answering one question from our Patreons over patrons, sorry, over on Patreon. <laughs> and if you would like to ask us a question or help support us in any way with this podcast, you should go on over to patreon.com slash no thanks were booked. And we will include that link in the show notes. Today's question is from a, one of Molly's real life friends. How you doing, girl? Hey, girl. Hey, <laughs> shout out. 
<laughs> Shout out to Allison Winter. If she's listening to this right now, she's going to be like, oh my gosh, rolling her eyes. Like, this girl crazy. Can I just say real quick for all the listeners, because I already told Katie this, but Allison and I are both fours on the Enneagram. We're both INFJs. We're very similar in a lot of ways. So um, I would like to have her on. I mean, this is me formally asking Allison if she would like to come on our podcast one day. <laughs> because I feel now like she can't would... say no. She can't say I know. no because we've now it's like it's, it's so out there. much pressure. <laughs> But I, I just really want you to meet her, Katie, because I feel like you guys would get along. Well, I get along with you, and it sounds like if you're similar mm-hmm. to her, I would get along with her, too. Yeah. Truth. All right. Ask anyway, Allison's question. question. You, oh, uh, you I have it in front it. of you. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to have to ask it. Oh, okay. If you could go on a tropical besties vacay with any female author, who would it be? I'm, like, having such a m- mind fart right now. <laughs> mind fart. Okay, then I will tell you mine. This is okay. This this question and Molly and I have talked about this before. I know that you agree with this. Pretty sure you can correct me. I have a hard time imagining going like being great friends with any author. Yes, I feel the same way. I I don't read books necessarily because because of of it's like you know that there are some really cool authors out there. Yes, and and of course, like it would be really cool to be besties with them but you don't think about that when you fall in love with a book right necessarily right like you can appreciate an author's work without fan I think it's we don't fangirl it's true like we a are, lot of we people don't fangirl. do having said all that um and this is why this answer might be surprising because it's not like this author is my favorite author of all time or anything but I think it would be really fun to be good friends with Leanne Moriarty oh that's a good answer she just writes really compelling she's gotta books. be fun she seems she like she'd to be, be fun. fun she has to be fun yeah so that's my answer she'd be fun to go on I a love girl's it. trip okay well I was gonna say Stephanie Dandler but I already said that in my first in like the first episode uh author of Sweet Bitter because homegirl can drink and I feel like she probably drinks a lot of tropical fun drinks like yeah. she would be a great a fun person to be with but I'm also thinking and I I I guess I have read one thing by Tahira Mafi she wrote um furthermore the middle grade oh yep yep um series I do have kind of a, a girl crush on her and I just think that she and her husband are really adorable yeah and I probably, I would probably get along with her in real life. But I don't really fangirl the way a lot of people do. Yeah, I get it. And She'd here's cool. the thing. The authors that I kind of would use the word fangirl over, I don't know that I'd go on a tropical best yeah, vacay with exactly. them. exactly. <laughs> like, my mom yeah. was telling me to listen to this podcast um, where they're interviewing a children's book author named Katherine Patterson. She wrote Bridge to Terabithia, which you may have heard of. Like, yeah. she's probably in her 70s now or older yeah. you're like let's go to the <laughs> let's beach. go <laughs> let's go to the beach it is an interesting question though i want to know allison's answer so whenever she comes on this podcast we're going to we'll, ask her the exact same question that's right we will put her on the spot okay so we're just going to dive right into the main topic so today I don't really know how we want to put this into words, what we want to talk about, but it's basically the idea of, or the question, I guess, 
do you have to love your job? Would you, I mean, how would you put that, Katie? Yeah. Do you have to love your job? I think this is a question that a lot of people have different opinions on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, for us, I think there is this generational shift Mm -hmm. in just how we tie our identity to jobs yeah um but we've we've talked casually about this in the past and I don't know what are your thoughts I guess I want to hear from you first it's hard I don't (laughs) think necessarily you have to love your job I don't think that's necessarily what how we're meant to live like our job I do think we have to have things in our life that give us life Mm-hmm. but I don't think we have to get paid for them. I think that this yeah. is a very new, this concept that we have to love what we do, that we get, yeah. is very new. Yeah. If you posed this question to our, even probably our grandparents, they would be like, I don't even know what you're asking me. I think it's the, it's the idea of, of identity tied to job, Yeah. to, to your job. But okay, backtracking a little bit, maybe we should we should tell people what we do because I do think that do what you love mantra or like do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. I was just um, going to bring that that that, that idiom message, up. Yeah. yeah. I think it really devalues work in a lot of ways, but I also think we have to we have to recognize our privilege. Yeah. Thinking about just the fact that I I am able to do a do a job do a job have a job um that I do love for the most part Mm -hmm. not to romanticize it and say it's perfect like there are things about my job that I don't love of course but for the most part I love what I do and the only reason I'm able to do it is because I was able to start out slowly and rely on my husband's income and you know I I have a lot of privilege in that sense. Not to say that other freelance editors have to do that. I mean, I know that's what Molly does. She's a freelance editor. Oh yes, that's that's what I do. But I also know freelance editors who have started out and and they didn't have any kind of safety net and they just went for it and they don't know living paycheck to paycheck or the feast or famine kind of mentality and I'm really lucky in that way that I have my husband's income to rely on if yeah you know yeah so just throwing that out there first so I also I feel very lucky in that I am doing something that I enjoy so I work in the edit on the editorial team of a Christian ministry so I do a lot of writing and editing Mm -hmm. and I'm also actually doing some grant writing now and I got my you know I got my degree in English but when I think about what what would what would be the perfect job for me that's this is not I'm not doing the perfect job the quote-unquote dream career right but at the same time other people looking in might say wow she got her her degree in English and she's doing that like there's something really satisfying about saying I'm I'm using my English degree. Right. And and there's the whole, you know, working for a Christian ministry. That ties in a whole other layer of identity or just like shared mission purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I mean, so 
this is kind of a timely episode for me because in a few weeks I will be starting part-time. Katie knows this. I'm basically telling all of you. I will be starting part-time at a Christian publisher. Mm-hmm. And and so that's something I've been thinking about a lot too is like that, I guess, the intersection of faith and mm-hmm. editing. And in, in a lot of ways, it feels like the most perfect thing for me. Yeah. But I attach so much meaning to that. And it's easy for me to get caught up in making my job my identity, yes. which is not to make this all about the Enneagram again, but that's something that fours do that's a lot. That's true, but I feel like that's also something that was instilled to us by, I don't know, culture slash yeah. the, way, the way we were raised in some ways to yeah. believe that our, our job has to be the thing that gives us meaning and purpose in this world and that we have to let that our job is what's going to give us fulfillment when I yeah. I don't think that's necessarily true I think that you know even if you love your job it's the whole it, that whole like do what you love and you never have to work a day in your life thing I think what bothers me about that is that by saying that I'm basically saying that labor isn't something we do for money it's an act of love and so we can't if, if I can't profit out of this act of love, then it's because I'm not passionate enough yeah. or I'm not yeah. determined enough to make it happen. And that is where I think that's the danger for our generation, I think. Yeah. I also think, like for me, I am very thankful for my job and I, I do love it. But when I think about my vocation, it's everything else that I do that I don't yeah. get paid for. It's like my, I feel like my, and I know this sounds so silly, I think probably to some people, but I feel like my vocation is all the things I do surrounding books. Like I Mm -hmm. feel like, well, and my family, you know, raising my two little boys is probably the most important thing I'll ever do in my life is to raise my boys to become good men. But when I think about, you know, the other aspect, other aspects of my life and what I'm passionate about and, and my vocation, it is the the work that I do mm-hmm. with books it's my YouTube channel and my Instagram yes. account and now this podcast like this is what I love doing and this is yeah what this is what people come to me for too like people in my life use me as a resource and yeah. I love that I love that so that's too. what I feel like is my vocation yeah and I I think you just made a really interesting distinction between work and job Mm-hmm. And is there something there? This is what I wonder. It's like when you think about work, it sounds so work is not a nine to five or whatever your shift time is like work is whatever you're doing, putting your all into it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, which thinking about this topic earlier this week, I was thinking about how so coming from a Christian perspective I just, I feel like there's, there is a sense of, um, you know, we, we are called to be joyful and cheerful mm-hmm. in our work. Yeah. Um, does that mean that God would call us to, to be in a, in a job that we hate and be, and be, you know, not be able to be joyful in it? Right. That's a hard question because I think our capacity for joy should 
should be there no matter what, you know? Well, and that gets into joy versus happiness. And I have always, oh, yeah. I have always maintained that joy is deeper than happiness. Joy is, is a yeah. state of being no matter what your circumstance. So it's not necessarily being yeah. happy all the time, but a joyful, a joyful heart is joyful no matter what I the circumstance. That. And you might be, it's like, again, recognizing my privilege, like I get to sit down and work all day. There are people who have to stand, who have to, you know, it's like yes. physically challenging work. Yeah. When I was thinking about this topic, I found two verses. So Ecclesiastes 3.22 says, There is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work. And then Psalm 102, verse 2, says, I serve the Lord with gladness. And I think... Mm. I just, I think that with jobs, we, especially in the West, we are bombarded with choices all the time. And, you know, like Mm -hmm. we have to choose our cereal and our, what appliances we want, even like how we make our coffee. Those are choices that we take for granted. And I think saying like, oh, should you stay in a job that you hate? if you have the opportunity to be in a different job, of course I'm not saying that, you know, job satisfaction. I, I think by grace we can strive for job satisfaction. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you have that opportunity mm-hmm. and you want to explore that, then absolutely do it, you know. But I think it's the whole looking at your job for validation or self-worth or yes. soul satisfaction that is really tricky. Yes, I because it'll never be enough. Yeah, I think know? that's I think that's the line that we're trying to toe. It's not that we shouldn't look for jobs to meet us where our giftings lie and where we think right. we'd be happy. Right. But also, not everyone has that opportunity. Exactly. And what do those people do? How do they work that out when? Mm-hmm culture tells them that we need to find a job that makes us happy or we're not doing what we should be doing yeah and again as a christian even that seeps into christian culture of like Mm -hmm. wow god must not be calling me to like what's my purpose if god isn't calling me to a job that i'm really passionate about is he using me is he you know like Mm -hmm. it even seeps into christian culture in that sense too yeah it also being finding joy in the work of our hands doesn't mean that we should refuse work until we find the work we think we can enjoy right. basically you know it's we take the work that we can for the good of our families mm-hmm. or communities or you know the glory of God whatever it is and and pray that that work brings you joy and gladness yeah. or that or even I, that I that know. even just to be thankful that 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 work is allowing us to provide for our families in some way or you know that yeah the joy that the work brings us doesn't necessarily need to be for our own selves or our own happiness but yeah. but that it is does that yes. make sense i don't know how yes. else to say that to further illustrate this point of working for the glory of God or being glad in your work I think Mm -hmm. there needs to be no matter what that work is right and there needs to be this certain amount of humility so I think about in peace like a river Mm -hmm. um the the main character Reuben his father is it Jeremiah Jeremiah? I think his name Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that yeah Jeremiah he's just he's such an amazing character for so many reasons Mm -hmm. 
but he's it's like this breath of fresh air the way he treats work or even his job yeah specifically he's a janitor right yeah yeah Yeah. and he's he's just so I don't know it there's a certain amount of humility that comes there and he he's glad in his work and joyful in his work even though people are pretty terrible to him Mm -hmm. for being a janitor yeah I think in the book his wife leaves him because Mm -hmm. he's not ambitious enough for her and doesn't doesn't really care that they don't have a lot of money and that he doesn't have a job that is you know by worldly standards something that people would strive for but he's so happy doing it yes yes and it's something that people don't understand too yeah I mean I feel like even his kids were kind of embarrassed by it Mm -hmm. or ashamed in some way but but at the same time I feel like that's what they admire about their father is how he is so different yeah um and joyful in what he does it's just a really cool it's a really cool glimpse into his faith and this obedience you know yeah to him what he does is not the point he doesn't say that this is his dream job or not his dream job to him it's not right to him it's not about that I really do think that it is yeah. a great example of him being joyful in the work that he has. In it's that. like this private service, too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like a hidden, it's not on display, and it's very much so about his intimacy with God. Like, it feels yeah. very, I don't know. It's really, we could learn a lot from Jeremiah in a lot oh, of ways. Oh, he's so wise, and he, he's so wise, and he's so admirable, and he's so quiet about it all. He doesn't ever advertise this relationship that he has with God Mm -hmm. but it's very clear to everyone around him not only this this personal connection and this sort of miraculous connection that he has but also just his faithfulness his faithfulness in his work his faithfulness to his family the way he lives feels like it has such purpose but not it, it everything that he does seems to have purpose without that purpose being what defines like his joy or drawing or attention, drawing attention to, himself. to himself yeah but it's so cool the way the story unravels because we get to see a glimpse of him through his son's eyes who's always he's always watching his father you know mm-hmm. but but there's always I mean he's so he never he's never showy or makes it about himself mm-hmm. you know just side note if you've never read Peace Like a River by Leaf Anger hopefully this is making some sense to you but it's an incredible book. You should read it. Yeah. Katie loves it, and I love it. Um, but also, even if you're not a Christian, it's a great book to read. Yes, it is. It's and not, you don't have to be a Christian. You to read don't. It. It's not marketed as a Christian book. It just happens yeah. to be that this this man in particular in the book has this faith. Or, yeah, this faith that um, is talked about in the book. I feel like the word is integrity. He has integrity in everything he does. Yes. Yeah, especially his work. It's very cool. And I think maybe that's that's a good point to make is that no matter no matter the work we find ourselves doing, whether we love it or we hate it, having integrity with it and finding yeah, like having joy in the work of our hands even if it's not necessarily what we dream of doing. To him that's not it's not about whether he's a janitor or not he's just so he's so graceful and by graceful I mean like full of grace like for other people I feel like people were really degrading to him Mm -hmm. because of his job Mm -hmm. and he never I don't know he never seemed to 
be upset by it. I want to be like Jeremiah. Turn to the other in cheek. In my work. Yeah. Yeah, me too. This is like a new revelation for me. <laughs> like very new thinking about you don't have to work. a or Like you can work a job that you don't love or you can find your passion and work elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I've always felt like I have to get paid for my passion and if I don't then there's this weird kind of failure mm-hmm. it's kind of always been my default thinking which is so messed up which is why I am okay that my I feel in some ways like my vocation is outside of what I get paid to do yeah do you ever wrestle with that sometimes yeah I yeah. mean I I would love for I think my job to be this stuff that I do on the side in my spare time. But I feel like I also have to be okay with it not being and that And knowing way. that it's not any lesser than because yeah. you're it's not attached to money. Right. The reason that I started all this stuff was just because I love books and I yeah, love to and read. And there's a freedom. There's a freedom that comes with that that you, you can't get when you start making money off of that passion. Right. And I mean, even for me, YouTube was always and is always a fun thing. That's why I started it. But it also is, I started talking about editing more and more Mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel. And I would say the majority of the emails I get from people watching my YouTube channel Mm -hmm. are authors looking Mm -hmm. for editors. And so I've gotten work through my YouTube channel. And that's, a really cool thing but also a really tricky thing because I it it can easily switch in my mind from fun to to work and there's this like freedom that's not yeah easily accessible I don't know yeah it's easy for me to say we have to we have to find the perfect formula to make my job something that is so fun and great that it doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. so that I can kind of sidestep all of these it's kind of like wanting to avoid anything that's hard yeah yeah <laughs> which is so not what we're I mean we're called to work right and to find joy in that and but I it, and I do feel like that too I mean you're talking to a nine <laughs> yeah nines want the easy the easy life. <laughs> I think it's just what you put the most value on. I don't think I'm saying that right. No, I know what you mean. I mean, that's what it's it's all about how you at- attach your identity. So just thinking about how to sort of r- wrap this all up. I do kind of want to know what if you what would be your absolute dream job? Ooh. Okay, are we like excluding talent in any way yes <laughs> because obviously I would want to be a ballerina <laughs> is that what you wanted to be when you were a little girl of course I did too when I was little well Cinderella also, and then a ballerina I also feel like I am I can't imagine doing anything else which I know I really but don't want to say that no. I don't want to say that to romanticize what I do though because I think I've talked about what I do. I I edit books and I've talked about that a lot on YouTube and people are constantly asking me how how they can get how they can become book editors. And I've talked to you about it. Yeah. 
And it's a, it's a really great thing, but I never want to romanticize it because there are hard parts about it oh, yeah. and there are things about it I don't enjoy. But at the end of the day, I do feel really, really freaking lucky because I can't really imagine doing anything else yeah. except being a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like, oh no, I know what it is. Oh my gosh, Katie, a cat cafe owner. <laughs> like they have in Japan. Yeah, they're getting one in Raleigh. Are I've they already really? Talked to, oh my gosh, we haven't talked about this. I've already talked to the owner about doing a story time with, so I'm going to go there and read to little kids and we're going to call it Kitty Tales, T-A-L-E-S. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. And I'm like, this is me living my best life because <laughs> I'll be petting all of the cats, drinking coffee, reading books to little kids. Like, is there anything better than that? What that is the work be better than that? That is the work I love. And I won't be getting paid for it. So there you go. <laughs> That's exactly right. You don't need to be getting, as long as there are things in your life giving you joy. Yes. Bringing you, bringing happiness to your so heart. So true. Talking but what about, about you? Difference what would happiness and joyfulness? I kind of feel like... I would have liked to be an actress. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Me too. I take my answer back. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I mean, if I had the discipline for it, a writer. But once again, that's a lot of work, yeah. too. It's a I lot know. of work to be a writer. If you could just snap your fingers and have a book. Exactly. I'm like, this is my best work. Was it Hemingway who said something like, writing is easy. You just... Sit at the computer, sit at the typewriter and bleed out of your eyes. Or yes, like I love it. That sounds like him. Yeah, I think that's... With fewer words. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I writing, I've, I have always kind of had uh, a desire to write, but not a lot of drive to actually sit down and do the work to do that. Yeah, so, I hear that. People yeah. ask me all the time if I want to write a book, and I'm like, not right now. I feel like maybe one day... I don't have a desire to write a book, though. I've seen how hard it is. Yeah, exactly. I it's a lot like of work. I don't know. That once I once do you that see work. how the book is made, it's kind of like, do I want to go through that? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. I also wanted to be Cinderella, like I said earlier. Yes. That was a deep desire of my heart when I was a little girl. So this friend, Allison, that I told you about mm -hmm. that you were going to love, she basically looks like Cinderella. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of her when we get off the <laughs> FaceTime. If she's listening right now, she's totally weirded out. But it's great. It's great. But she, she always wanted to be Cinderella um, at Disney. And it and sounds like she probably could have done it. She could do it. There was she a woman who was friends with my mom when I was little. I don't know her real name. I called her Cinderella Mama. Oh, my that, gosh. That was, my, that was my name for her, Cinderella Mama. So and cute. I liked she she reminded me of Cinderella because she had blonde hair and long nails. <laughs> I love it. Long painted nails, which I loved also when I was little. So cute. Yeah. So guys, that's kind of our thoughts about, you know, vocation and work and do we have to love our jobs? Do we have to love what we get paid to do? What mm -hmm. what is our job? If you guys have any what thoughts, is a job? What, is, what is a job? <laughs> we want to know what you think. Send us your thoughts. If you disagree with us, let us know. Let us know nicely, maybe. Nicely. Because Be kind. We're conflict avoidant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of the difference between happiness and joy, the difference between nice and kind. 
Total yes. difference there. Yes. But anyway, continue. There's a superficial, superficiality to niceness, I think. It's also deeper. In the same way, joy is deeper than happiness. Yep. So anyway, everyone, let us know your thoughts because we'd love to know. Thank you for listening to us chat today about things that weren't even really bookish. We started off <laughs> bookish. We ended not so bookish. But we hope you will stick around and subscribe to our podcast and maybe share No Thanks We're Booked with a friend. Also, remember to write a review on iTunes because it helps people find this podcast. Yes. And we want people to find our podcast. We want yeah. to spread the No Thanks We're Booked love. And if you subscribe and you leave a review on iTunes, you're automatically entered into one of our bookish giveaways. So... Definitely do that if you want a free book because, I mean, why wouldn't you? So if you leave a review, like Molly said, you'll be entered for a giveaway for the book The Great Alone. That is the book that we're giving away for the first month of our podcast. You can also find us on our website, nothanksforbooked.com, and we are all over social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and that is all No Thanks We're Booked, but in the social media case... Thanks is spelled THX. No THX. We're booked. And if you think our episodes are worth a dollar or two, don't forget to check out our Patreon page. We are trying to create a great little community over there. It's where you can ask us questions that we'll answer on our episodes. We're really looking forward to our Patreon page being a place where we can engage with our listenership. It's where our bi-monthly book club will be happening for the most part. And we are reading The Great Alone for our first our first book this month. So check it out. I think that's everything, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay booked.